Welcome back, everyone, to the front line with Joe and Joe. Joe Pasillo and Joe Resinello. Oh, you're exactly right, Joe. We work for the man upstairs as you do. You're setting me up quite well. You just gave me an alley-oop. The greatest revolutionary act you can commit right now is to open your mouth and speak the truth. Whether you're an academic or you're a regular guy, we have to be fearless. And once more, dear brothers and sisters, let us go into the breach. Hello again, everyone, and welcome back to The Frontline with Joe and Joe. Joe Pasillo, as always, joined by Joe Resinello. And once more, dear brothers and sisters, we are going in to the breach on the Veritas Catholic Radio Network, 1350 on your AM dial, 103.9 on your FM dial, spreading the truth of the Catholic faith to the New York City metropolitan area. And as always, we ask you, please download the Veritas Catholic Radio Network mobile app if you like our station's content. There's Restless, there's Bishop mm -hmm. Caggiano, there's Joe and Joe. We are an EWTN affiliate, uh, so you get all that programming, and please share the app with your friends. And if you like what Joe and I do, The Frontline TV, The Frontline TV on YouTube, you can really help us out by clicking a like, subscribe, share, and all that fun stuff. Today, we're going into the breach, as always, or even more so today, because we have Al Smith, a good friend of our show. Uh, he's back, and we're going to be talking about Bishop Fulton Sheen, because if you want to know about Bishop Fulton Sheen, you want to ask Al Smith. Now, that's the bottom line, not just saying it. It's the truth, and he's written books about it, and he's written another one, and it'll. And the title will show you how we're going into the breach. The book is out from Sophia Institute Press. The title, A, a, a Declaration of Dependence, Trusting God Amidst Totalitarianism, Paganism, and War by Archbishop Fulton J. Sheen. Now, many of you out there know Al Smith, but having said that, a brief introduction. Al is a husband, father, grandfather. He served the church for 15 years as a Catholic evangelist, radio host, writer, internet broadcaster, retreat director. He's all over the place, EWTN Radio, uh, Radio Maria, the Catholic Channel, Relevant Radio, Shalom TV. Uh, Al is also the founder and direct of, director of the Archbishop Fulton J. Sheen Mission Society of Canada, and he has served on the board of directors of the Fulton John Sheen Foundation in Peoria, Illinois, which <coughs> promotes the cause of Fulton J. Sheen's canonization process. Now, in addition, Al is also the founder and director of Bishop Sheen Today, which is a media group responsible for promoting and publishing the works of the venerable Archbishop Fulton J. Sheen throughout the world. He is an award-winning web, or his award-winning website attracts millions of visitors every year, and the publishing arm of his apostolate distributes dozens of Sheen titles to a worldwide audience. Now, if that wasn't enough, Al is also a writer with Catholic Exchange Magazine and has produced three best-selling books distributed by Sophia Institute Press. Al Smith, welcome back to the front line with Joe and Joe, brother. Joe and Joe, it is great to be here. Uh, again, the sun came up in Canada. I'm sure it came up in the United States of America and all over the world. And so we're ready to go out on the mission field again and help save some souls. So uh, thanks for having me back on the network. Al, you know what makes me know that Joe and, Joe and I, from the beginning, from about three, four years ago, is like, what are we, what are we doing? Like, like, really, what, what in essence are we, are we just a couple of Italian Catholics from New Jersey who want to rant about politics? Partly. <laughs> but what is the essence of what we're doing? Evangelization. We want people to know the truth of Jesus Christ, whether it's on our social media and we're speaking about politics 
society and culture, or whether it's talking about individuals in the church like Fulton J. Sheen, okay? Um, and everywhere in between, we want to win souls for Christ. I know personally, I take St. James seriously. I want to bring people back to the church to cover a multitude of my own sins. So there is, there is a little selfishness, but this is a beautiful thing because the greatest good is to save souls for Christ. So God bless you in what you do. With that, I'm going to hand it over to Joe Resinello. We're going to start with the prayer, as always, guys, in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, never was it known that anyone who sought your help or sought your intercession was left unaided. Inspired with this confidence, we fly into you, a virgin of virgins, our mother. To you we come, for you we stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not our petitions, but in your clemency hear and answer us, amen. Archbishop Fulton J. Sheen, pray for us. Pray for us. As Terry would say from the Terry and Jesse show, full sheen ahead. <clears throat> so we're going to rock it. We're going to rock it. We love Al, as Joe said. Um, Al's the real deal, people. I'm telling you that right now. We talk to a lot of people. He is absolutely the real deal. And what he does comes from the heart, and that's what it's all about. So we're going to jump right into this book, Al. Uh, right before you know the show, you were saying like he wrote this book uh, during the Second World War, but it we're releasing it obviously now because it's relevant now. Why does America and Canada need to learn about this book now? Well, I think we have to you know wake up and smell the coffee and say we are at war. Um, it's in front of us. It's it's happening, of course, in countries uh, close to us. I guess. You know, with the internet, we see every disturbance um, all over the world, and whether it be in Russia, Ukraine, Middle East, in Korea, in China, you know, it's, we see it, we know it, and war is amongst us. And I think we're starting to also say, I think there's a spiritual battle going on between good and evil. Uh, many of these forces are demonic in nature. And so uh, I think we all kind of looking to say, who's the wise old sage here? Who can give us some uh, sound advice? Well, Archbishop Sheen seems to have a good track record. And I think for the last 10 years, especially, uh, people keep quoting Fulton Sheen's writings on communism, his writings from the 1940s, especially. And uh, so I set down with a few friends at Sophia Institute Press and said, I think we need to re-release uh, some of Sheen's wisdom because uh, he nails it in these writings of his in the, you know, the 1940s. And especially this book, The Declaration of Dependence, because uh, 1941 is when he penned this book, Fulton Sheen did. And it was the year that America entered the Second World War. And I think he wanted to give America just a framework to say, you know, we need to know what we're fighting for. We need to know what we're fighting against. We need to know uh, the, the game plan, but also go to our roots that our founding fathers was saying to us, the Declaration of Independence is really a declaration of dependence, that we need to depend on God. And so our success will come if we go back to God and depend on him. I like to say that we fight on his side. And so uh, I think that's the reason for the re-release, especially at this time in our history. You know, Joe Resinello on the show, Al Smith, joining us here at the front line with Joe and Joe. Joe Resinello says all the time, how's it working out for you? Go look out your window. Okay, mm -hmm. I think that's one of the things that we have to do. I would make two points. One is Catechism 409 spells it out, spells it out clearly. Uh, all, now this is the, all of human history has been one of a dour combat between man and the forces of evil. Marx said it was a class struggle, okay? 
but I'm not going to listen to Karl Marx. I'm going to listen to the Catholic Church. Catechism of the Catholic Church says this has been a spiritual battle from the beginning. People say, well, what does that have to do with, you know, uh, farmers in the Netherlands that are protesting? It's all a spiritual battle. You know, right? The devil's trying to oppress you both in this life materially and most important, spiritually. I would say this, Alan, I'd love your comments. There's two kinds of people. There's ones that when you tell them about this, and let's say you draw a line of history, even just going back to the French Revolution, you see it's all anti-clerical. It's all anti-church, whether you're talking about the French Revolutionaries, the revolutions of 1848, when you talk about the, the Soviet Revolution, the Great Leap Forward in China, all of it has been an anti, in its core, it's an anti-Christian, anti-Catholic worldview that's being proposed on us. And there's two groups of people, one who, when they realize this, and they understand that that's what it is, say, I don't want any of that. And hopefully they turn to Christ. Okay. And the other group, Al, that nobody wants to talk about are the ones that say, yeah, hell yeah, bring it on. I'm a, I am anti-Christ. What do you thought? Am I wrong in my analysis, Al? No, uh, Fulton Sheen uh, wrote extensively on the Antichrist, but more of the spirit of Antichrist. And, you know, Antichrist is equal to anti-cross. Uh, people don't want to pick up a cross today, especially the cross of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Um, they want to be spectators and not actors. Um, he talks about, you know, are we going to participate and unite our sufferings to the sufferings of Christ? Uh, or are we going to keep making commentaries? And, and I think that's what we do all the time. We wake up every morning, we want to make a commentary about the war in Ukraine and, and uh, Russia. We want to make commentaries on this political ideology. Uh, no, we need to just become actors. And so there's people who pick up the cross and participate. And there's people that just stand back and watch. And we go back to the time of Christ. It was the same uh, scenario. There was people at the foot of the cross just watching and waiting. And they were the spectators. And then there are the people that were involved in the drama, the Blessed Virgin Mary, the apostles our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So uh, again, the Antichrist, the spirit of Antichrist is a spirit of anti-cross. And uh, again, I think Fulton Sheen brings that out in his writings. Yeah, I'm going to hand it over to Joe Racinello. I am reminded of something in what you said. Are you a Pink Floyd fan at all, Al? Uh, the band Pink Floyd? <laughs> well, it's part of my history, but um, he tried to put these things uh, as things of the past, so I can't no, say I, I, I... <laughs> And I'm glad you said it like that, because I was used to listen to the classic rock all the time. What happened, I think it's the movement of the Holy Spirit. You know, I just kind of put it down, but one line in particular from uh, their great song, Wish You Were Here, uh, that always ranks true. Now, they said it in a secular way. But I think it's a, but it pertains to what we're saying. The line says, would you exchange a walk on part in the war for a lead role in a cage? And I think that's what it is. I'll take the walk on part in the war. I want to be in the war because that's what we have to convince people of, Al, that what's being proposed. And we're going to get into it in this conversation. OK, with Al Smith at the front line with Joe and Joe. The alternative that people don't realize is the ones that are selling them freedom have a a lead role in a cage waiting for them. It's, this, it's the paradox that the ones that are selling freedom are the ones that want to enslave you. And the Catholic Church, which is described by the secular world as the slave master, okay, uh, the Catholic Church and Jesus Christ through his church is the one who's seeking to liberate you. All right? And I think that's, that resonates, in my experience, that resonates with people because they could see it when you give them certain examples. But 
I, I rant a little bit. Let me hand it over to Joe. I want to explore what you said about the cross, because I think that's so important. Um, it also actually, ironically, I was reading um, my Magnificat this morning, and it was talking about uh, the yoke of Christ. And I, I want to explore this idea with both of you right now, and I, I love both your comments. A very wise man said this to me a long time ago. He said, the yoke of God is wood. Now, what is a yoke on an animal? It keeps it from walking straight. That's what a yoke is is made for. So the yoke that Christ says is easy and my burden is light is to keep us its wood. And it's to keep us from to from walking from side to side, walking straight. That's where are we going? Heaven. When we choose not to carry the cross, instead of getting a yoke of wood, we get a, a yoke of iron. And what does iron do? It cuts into the neck. You see, there are two choices. You get the yoke of wood or the yoke of iron. There is no other choice. You see, the world hasn't digested that. They still think you could have your cake and eat it too. You either carry the yoke of Christ, it keeps you straight, and the wood does not cut into the neck. But the yoke of iron does. And you have one of two choices. Society thinks you put down the yoke of God and you're free. No, you then carry a heavier yoke. What's your thoughts on that analogy and the idea that society thinks that somehow you're, you could abstain from this burden? No, the burden is one or the other, and one's much worse. Choose. Yeah. Uh, Fulton Sheen writes uh, in one of his books in, during the war years, um, I think it was uh, God and Country, um, he talks about the cross and the double cross and he just says you know if you choose the cross of christ it's like you say it's that easier yoke but when you choose another cross maybe the cross of progress the cross of science um it is a double cross it will foil you um fulton sheen in the book the declaration of dependence um doesn't i don't want to say mocks but he um asked that question he says how is that god of science working for you um how is that god of progress working for you uh, you have all these new gadgets but have they made you happier and and this is the exchange you want to give up god and following our lord and savior jesus christ and having religious instruction in the schools and and going to mass and in the case of a jew going to synagogue or uh, again for a, a, um, a protestant going to church it's this idea of he's saying we're making this exchange and you're thinking that science and progress is the new utopia on earth it's going to give you this happiness uh, but how's it really working for you and so it was that question that he asked us uh, in a rhetorical way that is to wake us up because it is true our science hasn't made us better um, our, our progress hasn't made us holier in fact it's uh, turned us away from God because now we've exchanged the God of love for this God of progress in science. And it hasn't, and, and, and uh, you know, I'd like to throw an answer out to you there. Al Smith joining us to get the front line with Joe and Joe. Every time you get a scientific development, what's the first impulse that sinful man looks to, looks to use that development for? Usually weapons. You look at, look at something that as great as nuclear energy, clean, efficient. What's the first thing we do with it? Make a bomb. Okay, so then you're telling me I need to trust science, trust progress, but the first thing that sinful man does with that progress is they try to find ways to kill or enslave or conquer other people. So I'll tell you what, like Joe always says on the show, 
Let's go back to ABCs. Let's get back to the basics. Dependence on God. Founding fathers knew that. John Adams knew that. The left will always say, well, you always use that line from John Adams, because it's true. The Constitution is meant for a moral society. And I don't think anybody can argue that in mass, we are an, we are an immoral society. Just because Roe versus Wade is overturned doesn't mean baby killings all of a sudden going to stop in America. Okay, that's not that's not going to happen. But the book is a declaration of dependence, trusting God amidst totalitarianism, paganism, and war by Archbishop Fulton J. Sheen. And the conversation at the front line with Joe and Joe today is with Al Smith. Joe Resinello, where do you want to go? I want to just talk about the play on words here, declaration of dependence. Clearly, you know, he's playing on the words of independence. You know, men particularly think that we're independent. And, and this is an American idea. We're in control, but we're not in control. People think that. I, I recently listened to an interview with the movie star Kevin Hart. He's a funny guy. I was just listening to what he was saying. And he said something that made me think he's worth 450 million dollars and he got into a car accident and he was he had to learn to walk again and he said my whole life all these things that i achieved boiled down to four walls in a hospital this is a man worth a half a billion dollars and he's in a hospital we think we're in control and that's kind of what he was saying he's just like we're not and we intellectually sometimes think that even religious people we forget we are not in control. And I love this title, Al, because dependence, we are absolutely dependent on God. If you don't think otherwise, I don't care what you do for a living. I don't care how much money you have. I don't care how smart you are. You are dependent on God. And if you think otherwise, you're deluding yourself. Uh, let's explore this because America disagrees with me. Right. Yeah. And not only America, almost all over the world. It's, um, again, these exchanges that we're making, we're saying, I'm going to depend on myself and not on God, uh, because God might ask something of me. Um, that's what people are afraid of. But this idea of, um, you know, the founding fathers saying, you know, we really need to depend on God. Um, I just think of, you know, for example, religious education versus the, you know, the academics of today, the, the intelligentsia that Fulton Sheen reminds us to beware of, these people who um, know too much but really don't know the truth. And he says, he goes, you know, you can go on to any university campus today and ask people, why were you made? What's your purpose in life? And they can't give you an answer. Mm -hmm. But you go into the grade three class at uh, little Catholic schools where uh, the nuns have taught or you have good catechists, uh, and you ask that little student from grade three, why are they created? Well, of course, they're going to quote the Baltimore Catechism to say, I was created by God to know him, to love him, to serve him in this life, and to be happy with him in the next. Uh, bingo, <laughs> there's the prize. Uh, that child gets it. And that's what we all knew as young, uh, young men and women. And yet we lost our way and uh, made this exchange. Um, and Fulton Sheen reminds us that we need to go back to making religious education uh, part of our, um, you know, um, system, because 
And he explains in the book how we lost our way and how uh, slowly but surely they pecked away at that saying, oh, if we teach religion in school, we won't have time to teach geography or history. So um, it's going to have to be the last on the list. And of course, you put it like that. And of course, it gets forgotten. So uh, a gentle reminder that war in many cases is a judgment from God. Uh, God kind of saying, oh, you don't want to depend on me? You don't want to involve me? Okay, I'm going to do this to you. Look what he did to the nation of Israel. You read your Bible, you'll see our Lord um, punished the people, sometimes sent uh, enemies into their camp to attack them uh, as a punishment. And many times, again, he just told, corrected them as good children. So, uh, again, war is a judgment from God. It's hard to accept, but if you read your Bible, you get it. You get I want to explore it. that a little bit. Uh, Joe, please. No, no. Well, you're at the front line with Joe and Joe. Joe Pasillo, Joe Rasinello, Al Smith. Hey, back in action at the front line. We love when Al comes on the show because we always have a great conversation. Um, way in the breach when we have Al on the show. And the new book out from Sophia Institute Press um, is a book by Archbishop Fulton J. Sheen, A Declaration of Dependence, Trusting God Amidst Totalitarianism, Paganism, and War. Al, a lot of people, I'm going to hand it right back over to Joe. A lot of people might not like what I'm about to say, okay? But I don't care. And it's along the lines of what you said. We don't even have to look to ancient Israel. Look at modern times, look at Poland, and a lot of people do not realize, and we don't like it. Like you said, nobody likes chastisement. Nobody likes punishment, okay? Poland got smashed by the Blitzkrieg on one side and the Soviets on the other side. And a lot of people don't know that at that time and leading up in between the wars, um, Poland was the abortion capital of the world. If you were a rich German woman or a rich Italian woman or a rich English woman, you know where you went to kill your baby? Krakow. Warsaw, okay? And a lot of people I've heard, intelligent people have said, you know, you can look at that as a severe chastisement. And what did God do, though? Poland is one of the most Catholic nations in the world, okay? Um, so, you know, it, it's a good reminder. People say, oh, that's the Old Testament. That's ancient Israel. That's not going to happen to us. Yeah, go ask the Poles who could remember when they got smashed by the Soviets and the Nazis. But that was just a, my, my little quick comment. Joe Rassinello. I, I want to explore this thought a little bit. Um I understand what both of you are saying, but I, I just want to make it cl very clear to the listeners. Like God makes the rain fall on the good and the bad alike. <clears throat> That's in the scripture. Everything in life, a nun told me this, Joe, everything comes from the hand of God. Everything. So I try to gear my mind towards that. I don't succeed at it always, but I try to accept things in that vein. Everything is geared for us to get to heaven, everything. And God puts things in front of us that could help us in ways we don't even realize. You know, people say, I'm impatient. Well, he may make you sit in traffic. You know what I'm saying? To get patience. Um, I knew a very poor man who told me this. He also had, you know, he was in and out of homelessness. And he would tell me, Joe, the cross is what's in front of you. That's the cross. It's what's what's in front of you today. We discern by our life. Now getting back to what you both said, these things, these trials, many times you look back to like the Old Testament, the Israelites weren't listening. So God tries to get our attention. Why? Because he loves us for our betterment, to get our attention. The prodigal son, he needed him to get he, he needed him to go away because he wasn't listening to his father. So I just wanted to clarify that. So I do think God uses things 
It's for eyes to see. And then what do we have to do? We have to backtrack. We have to react. Where did I go wrong? Get introspective of our lives, of our actions. That's why God permits things. What are your thoughts on that? A few things come to mind. I mean, I, I think of, um, you know, this question of whose side are we on? I mean, everybody is praying. Uh, you know, the Germans are praying, God be on our side. The Japanese, God be on our side. Like all over the world, it doesn't matter where you are, Ukraine, Russia, they're all saying the same prayer. Um, God be on our side. But do we ever ask that question, am I on God's side? Do, do I have my house in order? Am I a God-fearing man? Am I raising my children in some type of faith? Um, be it, uh, again, no matter what it is, but still this whole idea of, you know, we think of that scripture, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. But it's that idea of drawing a line in the sand and saying, whose side am I on? And that's important. Um, again, that's something that uh, I don't think people want to recognize. They, out of the sin of pride, they go, "I'm right," you know. I I figured it out, and no, or um, or, or or I'm American. Well, Americans yeah. are always right. Go ahead, Al. Right? No, and that's a good comment. But I, I think what Fulton Sheen really stresses in his writings is, uh, you need to examine your conscience. Uh, you need to uh, get down on your knees and pray. And I think uh, if you follow Fulton Sheen at all. You will know that every broadcast that he uh, put out over the airwaves, he asked everyone to make an hour of prayer. And he would plead with Jews, Protestants, and Catholics to carve out an hour a day to pray. Um, of course, Catholics especially to go to Mass each day and to spend some time after Mass and Thanksgiving to uh, perform the Holy Hour. But just think about if we would give God an hour a day, uh, how much of a difference that would make in the world. Uh, during the war years, he was saying, our soldiers are over there fighting 23 different battles on different countries. Uh, what are you doing to add to the war effort, be it your prayer, on your knees? And I think this is that call to prayer that has to come back today, uh, especially to address what we're talking about now. I'm reminded of a, a good priest who I spoke to uh, one time after a confession, and I think it pertains to what you're talking about, Al Smith, and I, I try to keep this as a lesson. People might say in their minds, um, well, I, 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 don't have, I don't have the time, and legit sometimes. I'm not even saying that they don't. You know, people raising children, this and that, um, and their lives are very hectic. I remember the priest saying, remember, when you sin, you tear down the life of the church. When you, uh, when you avoid sin and stay close to prayer and the sacraments, you're building up the life of the church. Now, I say this to say, if you think you're not in the war, if you're doing these things, if you're following the sacramental system of the Catholic Church and you're Catholic and staying in a state of grace, you are in the war. You might not have, you might not have the proverbial weapon in your hand, but you do when you have the rosary. Or you do when you bring your sins to Jesus in confession. Or you do when you're using the one-two punch of, of confession and Eucharist. You are in the war. You are fighting the battle. You are supporting the troops, okay? You are. And I would emphasize that to everybody. Just because you're busy, okay, maybe you can't go and pray in front of an abortion clinic on Saturday because you got 10 kids, okay? I get it. I get it. But you could pray for those people. You could take 15 minutes and pray a rosary. You could disappear and, you know, go to confession. It takes about, what, five minutes, Joe? Okay. So I, I just say that to say using the sacraments of the church, okay, uh, you are in the war because you're helping to build up the life of the church. Am I wrong about that, Al? 
Uh, no, uh, you're not. Um, and I think this is the idea is that we are all one body. I mean, we think about that. Um, Jesus says, I am the vine, you are the branches. So are we being fed by the vine? Um, um, this is the idea is that uh, unplugged from the church and unplugged from the sacraments, we starve. We starve, you know, and this is what, again, going back to that declaration of dependence, uh, when we think we don't need God, we don't need his grace, his, his, uh, his mercy, uh, you know, we, <laughs> we're going down the wrong road, <laughs> the wrong road, and it's a wide road. I mean, Jesus said, narrow is the road that leads to life. And so, uh, again, sad to say, but, uh, you know, the road is wide and many are going down it. So, uh, but we have to be that voice crying in the wilderness as like St. John the Baptist and bring us Absolutely. back. Absolutely. We got to take a break, Al, real quick. The name of the book and where people could buy it, Al. Uh, Declaration of Dependence uh, through our good friends at Sophia Institute Press. And they can be found on the web at sophiainstitute.com. And uh, again, they've got a full lineup of Sheen's writings. Uh, but this book, Declaration of, Din of Dependence, is uh, really getting a lot of attention today. Awesome. Thank you so much. Al Smith's joining us at the front line with Joe and Joe, Joe Pasillo, Joe Racinello. We are way in the breach. And we always ask if, if we love for you to buy the book, please buy it at Sophia. Let's support our authors. Let's support our publishers. Okay. Stop supporting big boxes. Uh, let's, you know, if you want, and we love for you to buy the book, go buy it at Sophia Institute. Uh, and when we come back, we have another great segment with Al Smith. Probably Joe Racinello, probably going to get into a little atheism, getting a little bit more trouble here at the front line with Joe and Joe. And we love it. We love it. That's why Al Smith is on the show. So stick around. We have another great segment coming up on the Veritas Catholic Radio Network. Where there's Catholic radio, the folks who listen deepen their faith. Families are strengthened. Parishes and communities flourish. So let people know you're listening to Veritas. Tell your friends to tune in and let's make an impact here for Jesus and his church. This is Steve Lee for Veritas Catholic Network. Welcome back, everyone, to The Frontline with Joe and Joe. Joe Pasillo and Joe Racinello on the Veritas Catholic Radio Network. And we are way in the breach with Al Smith, dear friend of the show. New book out that was authored by Archbishop Fulton J. Sheen, A Declaration of Dependence, Trusting God Amidst Totalitarianism, Paganism, and War. That's out by Sophia Institute Press. And we'd encourage you all to go buy it at Sophia's website. Joe Racinello, where do you want to go, brother? Al, on the other side of uh, the break, you mentioned something I think we have to talk about. You say, you know, you cut yourself off from the sacraments, you're in trouble. That's so true. Um, for 2,000 years, mankind hasn't figured that out. Sadly, God gave us the sacraments as tools. All of us, we're broken, we're sinners, we need the sacraments. I want to explore that because Bishop Sheen exposed false prophets and philosophies. Now, we all know you live in Canada, we live in the U.S., there's tons of them. They're inside the church and outside the church. And I want to bring something up uh, that uh, came up in another one of our interviews. We interviewed Father Gerald Murray, who wrote a book uh, recently about, he's a canton lawyer, he's a, a pretty famous priest, he's on EWTN, and uh, he's a good man as well. He's a priest in Manhattan. And I said to him straight out, we were talking about issues, <clears throat> false philosophies. And I said, if you're praying, meaning you're living a sacramental life, confession, receiving the, uh, the Eucharist in a state of grace, and praying rosary, maybe go to adoration. Um, my wife and I go a half hour a week. 
I have five kids under eight. I go at 5 a.m. on the in the morning on Saturday. That's when I can do it, but I do it. Um, you're not going to be fooled by the false prophecies. You're simply not. And it has nothing to do with your mind. It, you don't have none of us here on this show, just so people know. Joe, Joe, and Al, we're regular people. We're not crazy fancy people. You're not going to be fooled because you're praying. You're opening your heart in a confession, opening your whole soul and heart to a priest. Grace is pouring in. You're receiving the Eucharist in a state of grace, which is Christ. And you're praying. Your ears are open. Our lady sitting on, on at the feet of our lady. You will not be fooled. And all these these philosophies that are floating around, people are simply fooled who are a million times smarter than me. And Sheen exposed these folks. Talk about what he did and what he had to say about it. Right. Uh, he loves to use the word isms. He says, you are going to fall for isms. If you don't uh, are if you're not anchored to Christ, then you're going to drift and you're going to pick up on these isms. And they're very alluring. They're inviting. Um, you go to any university campus today and yet you see the spirit of Marxism, atheism, uh, all of these isms and these young people have bought into it. Um, you know, we see this all the time. And uh, again, Fulton Sheen, he, he warns us and reminds us about uh, atheism and what he likes to term the new atheism. <laughs> you know, years ago, people would just say, I'm an atheist. I just don't believe in God. And you go, okay, sorry for your luck. I'm sorry you believe that. But now the new atheism is, is no, they, they believe in God and they want to destroy God. They want to attack God. And uh, he gives a reference in the book um, of how the, uh, you know, the Reds broke into convents in Spain and uh, they would come in and say to the nuns, uh, where's that bread you call God? Because uh, we want to destroy it. Um, so it's almost like, again, it's, the scriptures, the demons would uh, recognize Christ and say, please don't destroy us. But uh, this new atheism, uh, they know it's God and they want to do everything to destroy it. Um, and of course, if they can't burn down churches and, and uh, desecrate the Eucharist, then they want to come after the church's representatives, uh, which are you and me. So uh, again, this is something to really, uh, he got my attention when I started to read that saying, uh, yeah, that's what I'm seeing today. Uh, this revolution that's before us is atheistic, it's violent, and it's irrational. So um, again, beware of these isms because they lead down to a very dark path. Yeah, I would tell anybody the most virulent religion out there, the most hateful, aggressive, violent, murderous religion out there is atheism. And they say, oh, well, no, we, we, don't, we don't have religion. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. That's why, see, this is what Joe talks about, and you talk about Al Smith joining us at the front line with Joe and Joe. Jesus said, you have to have ears to hear. He who has eyes, let him see, okay? You see in debates, especially the ones that were on the rise 15 years ago, 15, 20 years ago, like when Hitchens was alive, and, um, and today you, you have Sam Harris, Richard Dawkins. Their, their star is falling. You want to know why? Because even the people that listen to them started to realize their arguments, they, they ring hollow. They're empty. And you know how you could tell? Because any time, let's say a Catholic or, or, or any other Christian argues with them, particularly about the existence of God. Remember, they are atheists. They propose that God does not exist. So when you just talking, talk to them about the mere existence of God, not individual religions, okay, 
they don't have an answer. They can't answer metaphysical questions. They can't answer questions about origins. They cannot do it. Okay. They try to propose evolution, which we all know is a lie. Okay. In other words, they try to put that across. What do they do when they're stumped? Well, what does that have to do with a man getting raised from the dead? You see, that's when you have to have ears to hear to know they're stumped. They can't answer you. What do they do then? Like the petulant child, then they attack. The problem, though, with atheism is that it's not just a matter of sending these academics back to academia and they go and sulk in their office with their cushy job, with their tenure, okay? Atheism in the last hundred years has proved to be the most murderous worldview in the history of mankind. Over 100, people, 100 million people were deliberately murdered, and we're not even including abortion in that, okay? Just people, grown people who were outright murdered by atheistic regimes, and their best response is, well, they weren't real atheists. I just, that's my little rant, Al Smith. Quick comment on that before I hand it back over to Joe. Oh, you're, you're, more, than, you're more than welcome to, <laughs> to have these strong views because uh, you're just, uh, again, you understand history. You're just looking at just a few years ago. This is not like this was, you know, 300 years ago. No, this is recent. I mean- Al, real you, quick, just so everybody out there at the Veritas Catholic Radio Network understands what you just said, in our lifetimes, okay? Yeah. I'm assuming, Al, we're all around the same age, around 50-ish, okay? In yeah. our lifetimes, in 1975, 4 million Cambodians were dying in the killing fields. People say, well, that's not that many. Yeah, when it's 40% of the population, it is. And that was at the hands of Pol Pot. And who was Pol Pot? An atheist communist. Go ahead, Al. Yes. I mean, again, Russia, you just, this is all, again, the world wars are recent. I mean, my father, you know, is a, a vet from World War II, still alive. You know, it's this idea of these people are still with us. So uh, they're around, they can tell the stories. And yet atheism, when tried in these countries, it includes murder and confiscation. Uh, again, a lot of people think, oh, communism, sharing is caring. No, no, no. When you understand communism, it's confiscation of property, confiscation of everything. Uh, they want to own your property, your body, and your soul. And uh, again, that's not up for negotiation here. Our soul is our own. And the rights that we have as Americans uh, come from God. So they're not to be taken away. But again, it's one of these things, um, uh, the, the destruction, the death, the murders, uh, all part of atheistic regimes. That's right. And the book, uh, that Al and Joe and I are talking about today is available at Sophia Institute Press, written by Archbishop Fulton J. Sheen, a declaration of dependence, trusting God amidst totalitarianism, totalitarianism paganism, and war. Joe Racinello, I'm going to hand it over to you, but along the lines of what Al just said, I just want to re remind everybody what Jesus said. Do not fear anyone who could kill your body. Fear the one who could kill your body and send you to hell. I know I'm paraphrasing that because I'm not a big, uh, you know, direct quote type of guy, but I think I got that one pretty right. Don't fear the person who could kill you. Fear the person who could kill you and send you to hell. Jesus said that. Joe Racinello. Well, that's a good segue into the next idea here. I mean, uh, Fulton Sheen talked about, you know, basically we have to fear what can kill the soul more so than what can kill the body. But he also was very clear amid the cultural lies. Now, this is something that isn't always the case nowadays. Um, and let's be honest, the truth, and uh, this is something I'll be truthful with you guys, I have to work on. Um, the truth can't be used as a stick. People know immediately 
especially in New York, I'm going to tell you this right now, they're very perceptive people, if you care about them. When someone is trying to care, you even if you disagree with them, there's a, a feeling like this person's sincere. They really are sincere. They care about me. The truth has to be said from a place of love, but it has to be said. It has to be said. I say this to my wife all the time, guys. I, for, I, Jesus was perfectly clear. In the scripture, everyone knew where Jesus Christ stood. There was no ambiguity. That's why they killed him. But he loved everyone. And he did it perfectly. And he's the master and we're the servant. And that's what we have to do. And that's what Fulton Sheen did. He brought clarity to situations. And please talk about that out. But what he also did was he stressed the fact that it is more important to foster a holy life than a wealthy life. And that is a Western thought that is completely lost. Your thoughts, Al? Right. Um, throughout the pages of this book, um, you know, there's so many sobering comments. So we made mention of, he asked the rhetorical question, how's progress working for you? How is all of this, uh, you know, these new developments working for you? But he would also then ask us questions like, did you go to the synagogue this weekend? Did you go to church on Sunday? Did you say your prayers? Um, he, he was saying, you know, let's be honest, this war that we're in, World War II at the time, is not about defending Christianity. He says, America, we're not even really Christian anymore. We're what we like to call neutral. And so again, it's these uh, sobering comments that he makes to say, we're not doing what we used to do, and we're paying a great price. And so uh, that gentle reminder, again, the call to prayer is in this book many times. Uh, the call to an examination of conscience is also in the book. It's this idea of, of just being brutally honest with people to say, what are you doing when it comes to the things of God? And the truth is, is God is still only five minutes a day in many of our lives. He's not, he doesn't have prime of place. And of course, uh, if we throw God out with the bathwater, we of course get dirtier and dirtier and dirtier. So again, uh, it's just, again, Fulton Sheen is that good father that pulls us aside and says, can we talk? Can we talk? Like when I read Fulton Sheen, it's like a, my dad just writing me love letters to say, can we talk about this concept and this issue and where this has led to destruction and, um, you know, souls are being lost uh, because they've lost their way. And Jesus is the way, the truth and the life. So uh, I tell you, uh, with a man with great passion that Fulton Sheen is, uh, he's reminding us uh, once again, we are at war and uh, we have to do our part to uh, help win a battle for God's kingdom. Al Smith joining us here at the front line with Joe and Joe. Joe Pasillo, Joe Racinello, we're in the breach. Al, remind our audience just how popular uh, Bishop Fulton J. Sheen was in the 20th century. 
Yeah, well, I think, uh, you know, his radio addresses, um, 5 million people tuned into his Catholic Hour program each week. And it was a combination of Jews, Protestants and Catholics, because uh, he was, of course, sharing scripture, which I think everybody appreciates, uh, Jews, Protestants and Catholics. And he was talking about issues of the day. But when he transitioned to television, his numbers were, I believe, 30 million viewers a week. And the mail he received um, at the television station was like 8,000 letters a day. And so uh, I tell you, people were going to him and saying, we trust you. We trust you. And um, I t- who do we trust today? You know, and I think this is why it's so important to uh, re- re-release mm-hmm. these books, because it's a trusted name that won America over. He has hundreds of thousands of souls to his record, um, including my father is a convert because of Fulton Sheen. So, um, yeah, who do you go to? Someone you trust. Can you, imagine, can you imagine getting 8,000 emails when you wake up in the morning? Game again. You imagine you get yeah. a, you get a, a delivery of eight thousand letters. We're talking about the nineteen forties and the nineteen fifties. You imagine we would we would lose our minds if we woke up and say your inbox eight thousand. I wouldn't even know what to do. Joe Rosanello and I, we don't want that kind of popularity. We're not going to know what to do with, with, with 8,000 emails. You're listening to The Frontline with Joe and Joe. Joe Pasillo, Joe Rosanello. Um, Joe, I'm going to just make a quick comment and then and then I'll see what Al has to say and pass it over to you. Because I think it's, a, again, everything we're talking about, this is a great conversation um, about Fulton Sheen and his book, A Declaration of Dependence, Trusting God amidst totalitarianism, paganism, and war. Um, I think this pertains, out to what we're seeing recently, uh, particularly with the developments on the abortion front. Sheen makes the claim, quote, there is too much tolerance of evil and not enough tolerance of injustice. Talk about that, Al Smith, at the front line with Joe and Joe. Right. Yeah, I think this is a, a keynote address that Fulton Sheen gives, this whole idea of let's talk about tolerance, intolerance. Um, this spirit of relativism is just wreaking havoc. Okay. Like what you do is okay. What I do is okay. Like there's, there's no absolute anymore. Um, the conversation is uh, there is no good. There is no evil. It's just a matter of opinion. And, and this pervades all through society. We're afraid to say right is right when everybody is wrong and wrong is wrong. And, you know, like it's just this idea of, uh, there is no absolute anymore. And uh, again, Fulton Sheen would plead with us to say, no, 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 we got to go back. There is a right and there is a wrong. And uh, we can't tolerate uh, what is wrong. I mean, scripture is full of, uh, you know, uh, uh, quotes that say you can't call evil good and good evil. No, you can't go there. Uh, again, you offend God. This, this, again, the virtue of justice to give God his due. So uh, this is what we've seen. It's that spirit of relativism that uh, is destroying society uh, because we've lost what we call the absolute, uh, which is, of course, the truth of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Um, yeah, I mean, if we could go on, we could do a whole program just on tolerance and intolerance, but sure. uh, I think it's just, again, we're just putting up. We're not calling out evil. Jesus came into this world to go and to uh, complete his mission to defeat the devil. Um, again, what happened with all the beat demons? They kept saying, you're the Christ. Leave us alone. You know, like, again, no, he came to defeat evil. And, and he's asking us to do the same thing. Call the evil out. Expose it. I think and that's the important thing. Joe Rosanello, I'm going to hand it over to you. I think, I think 
if you ask me what I'd really love to do, if I can outright in, in my way and Joe and in, in our way, if I can outright convert somebody to the Catholic Church through one-on-one -on -one exchange, um, praise God if, if I was able to do that. But what I do know that we can do, and I think this is the reason why, Al, you're on the radio and doing what you do. I know that's why Joe and I do what we do is at the very least to raise the consciousness of the people that listen to us. To say you need to think beyond what the what the world is selling you. Now, whether that's a come to Jesus moment, that that's for the Holy Spirit, but that's what we have to do. Do you understand that you're being lied to? Do you understand that you're being enslaved? Well, well, Bishop Fulton J. Sheen is did exactly that. That's why I asked about his popularity, about how he got out there to millions and millions of people, hundreds of thousands of converts to the Catholic Church simply by raising the consciousness of the audience to to understand that what you're being fed are a bunch of lies um joe racinello where do you want to go i want to explore this idea there's too much tolerance of evil uh and not enough intolerance of injustice a little more because i think there are subtle things that the mainstream just accept but they are evil like i'll use it for instance divorce is evil that is completely mainstreamed. That is completely mainstream. Now, I'm not talking about, you know, there are marriages that end and then the church annuls, which is not an easy process, by the way, but because it says it was not a sacramental marriage. The marriage was not sacramental. I'm talking about the widespread use of divorce as a tool in society that I'm just sick of you and I'm leaving. That is pure evil that affects children, that affects society. Let's look at another one that's mainstreamed. Contraception is evil, yet it's mainstreamed. And I'll use one more that is completely mainstreamed in America as well as in Canada, same-sex marriage. You could talk to Catholics. They'll say, oh, it's not my business. That's their business. That is evil. And these are not my words, by the way, people. And guess what? You're not going to stand in front of Jake Tapper at the Judgment Day on CNN. We're going to stand in front of God. And I say this all the time. It's his house. It's his rules. <laughs> when he says, you know what I'm saying? It's his house. Heaven's his house. It's his rules. We want to get in. We got to follow his rules. You know, main, like sometimes evil, we think evil is like Charles Manson. And clearly Charles Manson's evil. But there are things that have been completely mainstreamed. I just named three that are evil. And I'll say it clearly. They are. And I'll tell you this, there's Catholic doctrine that bound. I'm not saying the people are evil. I'm saying the action is. And if you willfully accept an action, that's a mortal sin. That's not my words. This is what the church teaches. Your thoughts, Al? Well, um, Fulton Sheen, uh, on that vein, um, brought to our attention, uh, like America at the time during the war, love to use Hitler and Mussolini and Stalin as scapegoats. Uh, they'd say, we got to get rid of these dictators. We got to get rid of these dictators. And then Fulton Sheen would say, well, let's talk about this. Uh, um, is Hitler any different than you or me? And, and you would scratch your head and say, what are you talking about, Fulton Sheen? He said, no, no, no. He says, look at this. Um, Hitler broke these treaties because there's all these treaty signs saying, I won't invade this country. I won't do that. And Hitler even said, he says, why are you all upset about me breaking these treaties? 
when you break your marriage vows. You stand before God and say, until death do us part, and you promise to live forever in peace and happiness. You guys walk away from that vow all the time. So what is the difference between me breaking a vow and you breaking a vow? There is no difference. And I think Fulton Sheen kind of had us there and said, you're right. You're right. Um, his sin is maybe wholesale and ours retail, but still it's this idea uh, that sin is in the blood. And even if you got rid of Hitler, if even the, you, you, you got him and took him out, um, it's still going to rise up because society has changed. It's uh, that revolution has started. It will continue. So until you change the people and change their hearts, uh, you're not going to stop the revolution. And we saw this, of course, um, when they got uh, the Kaiser was removed, uh, yet um, it didn't take away the problem. Uh, again, that sin is in society. So uh, Fulton Sheen is not um, afraid to say to us, hey, hey, let's stop, stop the scapegoat thing. Stop the name calling thing. But uh, again, there's that enemy from outside of our walls, but we need to work on the enemy from within. And that's what's in, is in our hearts. Again, sin is in the blood and we have to address it. Yeah, no, that's right. We have to address it. And Joe made a uh, mention something in, in, in his analysis that I think that people should know. When you know, see what people throw around the words mortal sin, Al, not knowing sometimes what it is. Yes, yeah, certain acts can be very, very grave and not be a mortal sin for the simple reason the person committing that sin does not know. Knowledge of the sin is a component in that. What Joe said that was important is that that's not an excuse for many people. They know what they're doing is evil. They know it, okay? And they go ahead and they do it anyway. Um, and I, I, I think that's a real problem. And then a lot of the times what happens is because they know it's a sin, they embrace it as our culture has embraced with the things that Joe mentioned and a whole host of other things, okay? Uh, not just abortion, contraception, gay marriage, okay? They embrace it, but then they want to promote it, which I think brings the evil to a whole new level. See, Jesus said, woe to him, by whom sin comes to any of these little ones. I need to talk to the teachers' unions about, now they don't care what Jesus said, but I would say, you want to bring this nonsense to, 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 to little kids? Um, you want to promote it to my kids. You might not like what I believe in, but they're my kids or Joe's kids. Talk about that. It's not just the acceptance, Al, of evil. Al Smith joining us at the front line with Joe and Joe. It's the promotion of it, which makes it even worse. Yeah, but I think it goes back to what Joe had said earlier. It's this idea of, of fear of God. Like, I don't think, and this is the big problem, is that no one fears God anymore. Um, Fulton Sheen writes about, he says, you know, funny, when you look at the, the animal kingdom, lions don't fear lions. Tigers don't fear tigers. But man fears man. And, and that's not healthy. But part of that is because we don't fear God anymore. I mean, we always think the beginning of wisdom is the fear of the Lord. We, we, we know that. Yet we don't fear God anymore. And so it's kind of like this is why evil just is taking off because they're saying God's not going to spank me because there is no God. You know, uh, I don't think this is going to happen. And this is why evil is just accelerating uh, because the devil's greatest lie is to believe there is no hell and there is no heaven, that heaven is here on earth. And so, um, again, it's this idea of fearing God or the lack of the fear of the Lord. And I think that's something that um, has to be addressed. It really does. 
No, you're absolutely right, Al Smith. And as always, it's so unfortunate that, that our time is drawing to an end because we know that we could talk to you for quite some time. Um, where are, is, have there been, very quickly, Al, have there been any developments in the canonization process of Archbishop Fulton J. Sheen? Right. Uh, we're just waiting for the Vatican to give us a new date uh, for the beatification uh, celebration. Uh, there was a postponement just to allow some time uh, for people to do some fact-finding. Uh, nothing has come back in the negative at all, and as we knew, because everything was vetted uh, years ago in his uh, canonization process. And so, uh, again, Bishop um, Lutilka from the Diocese of Peoria is in constant contact with the Vatican, and we're just waiting for them to set a new date, and we're going to have a great celebration one day. So uh, hopefully in our lifetime, uh, for sure. Absolutely. Al, where could folks uh, find out more about you, what you have going on, uh, social media, all that fun stuff? Right. Yeah, my website is just simply bishopsheentoday.com because we need Bishop Sheen today. So it's easy to remember, bishopsheentoday.com. You'll find hundreds of free videos, audio recordings. Uh, we've got a list of all his books, and we have links to various websites. And so uh, you can spend hundreds of hours at uh, bishopsheentoday.com and enjoying the wit and wisdom of this wise old sage, the Venerable Sheen. And of course, our uh, publisher is Sophia Institute Press, and uh, you can find them on the web at sophiainstitute.com. And we're offering, of course, to uh, the front line with Joe and Joe, uh, your listening audience, a 25% discount uh, when you use uh, the promo code Sheen25 uh, during checkout. Uh, if you order two books uh, from uh, their a great uh, library of books, not just the Fulton Sheen books, but other great authors will give you a 25% discount. So use uh, Sheen25 when you check out uh, as a promo code uh, when you buy two books from Sophia. And I tell you, I've, I've put together five anthologies myself. And uh, again, there's lots to choose from. So again, sophiainstitute.com. Al Smith, if Joe and I wanted confirmation that what we're doing here at the front line with Joe and Joe is what God wants, it's when people like you come on our show. This is a very important conversation. Sheen was a very important figure. Remember, God chooses people. Mar Ful you know, Fulton Sheen is not just one of these tertiary characters wh who walk the world stage. God chose him to get the message of Christ in his Catholic Church out to the rest of the world. And, com and conversations like this, shedding light on Fulton Sheen, talking about how what we was going through then pertains to what we're going through now. It's all very important. It's all needed. And I, quite frankly, feel chosen um, to, to, to have these conversations. Al Smith, you're the man, brother. And we want to thank you for coming on the front line with Joe. And Joe, you know you're welcome back anytime. Right. And listen, uh, that battle cry from Fulton Sheen, unless souls are saved, nothing is saved. Uh, we got to wake up every day and say, let's go try to save some souls, including our own. Absolutely. Thank you again, Al. And thank you all out there for joining us here at the Veritas Catholic Radio Network, 1350 on your AM dial, 103.9 on your FM dial, spreading the truth of the Catholic faith to the New York City metropolitan area. Download the app and share it with your friends. You'll have all of our station's content. And please, Joe and I primarily right now are at The Frontline TV, The Frontline TV on YouTube. Please like, subscribe, share, help a couple brothers out. And until the next time, remember that our conversation is your conversation, and that conversation is going on everywhere. We'll talk to you soon.